We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's dive right in and count down the most insane things that just happened. Things we've never seen before, either in the country or the world. Last week we learned that the military is secretly moving illegals into the country and storing them at bases as part of the Democrats' border voter drive. This week we learned that the Department of Homeland and Security plans to ship them all back the near million that Trump deported at your expense. Yep, we're going to recruit them with the help of the U.N. Go back and get them and bring them back. One problem, though, and you knew this was coming. The Department of Homeland Security says they're just too poor once they get here to be able to afford to actually live here or afford their own health care. <laughs> Guess who's going to pay? Yeah, that'd be you. Announcing, yep, that they are going to have to get them government-subsidized housing and government-subsidized health care. This according to the Department of Homeland Insecurity, which works around the clock to make sure our homeland is as insecure as absolutely possible. Yep, because of the poverty level of these people that we deported, paid to ship out of the country, and now we're paying to ship them back because we're insane. Yep, they'll need a wraparound approach on account of their poor once they get here. Well, the services uh, that will be included, according to the January 9th document that's just now coming out, government subsidized housing, primary health care from the government, nutrition assistance, so that's uh, food stamps, free legal assistance, and free what they call travel processes. You pay, did, did you get free travel? They ship you to somewhere you wanted to go for free? No, you're not an illegal immigrant and potential Democrat voter. Screw you. This is insane, folks. Meanwhile, while we're on this, did you see this? Canada announces, oh, we're opening the border again with with America. You know, COVID levels are down low enough we could do that. So looking at Joe, like, you going to open the border with uh, Canada? No. Wait, what? No. He's not reopening the border with Canada. Why? COVID. We can't have people going back and forth. Meanwhile, 900% Increase in known illegal immigrant positive COVID cases and 40 border agents infected with COVID. But ain't no big thing. It's Joe's open border. This the week after Joe's Department of Homeland Insecurity decreed that anybody who is pregnant and can waddle over the border will not be deported. That's right. Undeportable if you're pregnant, folks. 
There is going to be masses coming here. There already are. Joe shattered that record on track to let in 1.8 million. I guarantee you it'll be at least twice that by this time next year as the world's pregnant women all make their way here. And who can blame them? I would. While letting in the world's COVID infected on the southern border, but blocking infected Canadians. Because, you know, those Canadians, they're super spreaders. <laughs> Joe Biden announced likely plans to have all the kids in the country mask up when they go back to school. Or maybe just the unvaccinated ones. Or maybe all the adults vaccinated and unvaccinated. They're kicking it around out of terror of COVID. Meanwhile, the border's wide open. And if you're an illegal, come on in with COVID. Yep. And meanwhile, in other areas of American life gone insane, we pretend to care about the spread of COVID in the extreme, like the NFL announcing that games will be canceled if unvaccinated players infect people with COVID. Wait a minute. What if vaccinated players infect people with COVID? And how the heck will you even know where anybody got the COVID from? You won't know if it comes from the unvaccinated or the vaccinated. Oh, well, the vaccinated would infect anybody. Wait a minute. Weren't we just told this week that more than six vaccinated Democrats, because they were all vaccinated, who traveled to D.C. but without their masks infected people? Yeah. Well, then this NFL thing's all pretend. Because one, there's no test. There's no way to know who passed the COVID. And there's no way to know it was the unvaccinated. It's about stupid. Basically, what this means is... If somebody in the NFL gets the COVID, the unvaccinated will be blamed and the games will be shut down as illegal immigrants loaded up with COVID and God knows what else, given the vaccination rates in the third world, stumble across the border and have babies. This is crazy. Folks, we're either serious about COVID or we're not serious about COVID. It can't be both again and again and again. That would have been the most insane thing this week until Joe unveiled the new Bidenomics, in which he explains bizarrely. And folks, I'm telling you, even his supporters who wrote checks, people who understand how the economy works behind closed doors on Wall Street, they're laughing. They're laughing. They're laughing. They wouldn't do it publicly, of course. They're laughing at the idea that Joe Biden announced this week that the way to combat inflation is to spend more. How much more? A whole hell of a lot more. Yep, because we learned this week that that Democrat stimulus spending infrastructure plan is not actually $3.5 trillion. It's five trillion. Five trillion. Folks, the entire U.S. economy, as I remind you often, is only 20 trillion. And we have already spent six trillion this year. You doing the math? It doesn't add up. And if the best way to combat inflation is to spend a bunch of money that you don't have by printing and borrowing it, wouldn't the 30 trillion dollar record debt have taken care of inflation forever? Wouldn't prices be super low? These contradictions are easy to spot, but no one in the media points them out. Simultaneously, though, Joe says that if we spend a lot more money, and I mean a lot, the prices will go down, but wages will go up. How do prices go down if wages are going up since wages are a part of prices? (laughs) Folks, a sixth grader who's been through basic economics could see the problems here. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Then came a shocking admission from the CDC. The CDC's VAR system had been admitting to about 12,000 deaths so far in about seven months from the vaccine. A staggering number you'll get banned right off social media if you report, even if you use the CDC's own link to its own VAR site. Well, the CDC has pretended that the shot is absolutely safe. There's no concerns whatsoever and no one ever talks about deaths. Well, after the 12,000 figure began spinning around, they actually put out a correction. It's not 12,000 deaths, they claim. And I use the word claim very, very lightly because it's the CDC. Everything they've told us about COVID virtually has either been a lie or turned out to be wrong. So, oh, and when the Epoch Times asked them, how did you make a mistake like this? They didn't answer the question. So nobody knows. But they're claiming it was a misprint. There weren't 12,000. COVID vaccine deaths, just 6,000, which means they just admitted they killed 6,000 people with a shot they claim is totally safe. It was the first time the CD that it killed 6,000 people with a shot they claim is totally safe. They've never admitted to a single death before. This is a big deal. But folks immediately jumped in on Twitter to say, well, you know, millions of people have had the shot. Um, no, this is a historic death toll. We've never seen a thing like this before. For context, back in the 70s, the swine flu vaccine was pulled after just 44 deaths and 4,000 adverse reactions. We are up to 6,100 deaths, according to the CDC, which is finally copped to this, and 463,000 adverse events. For comparison's sake, I thought you'd like to hear how 60 Minutes correspondent Mike Wallace covered that back in the late 70s and the outrage back then over just 44 deaths. Remember the swine flu scare of 1976? That was the year the U.S. government told us all that swine flu could turn out to be a killer that could spread across the nation. And Washington decided that every man, woman, and child in the nation should get a shot to prevent a nationwide outbreak, a pandemic. Well, 46 million of us obediently took the shot. And now 4,000 Americans are claiming damages from Uncle Sam amounting to $3.5 billion because of what happened when they took that shot. By far the greatest number of the claims, two-thirds of them, are for neurological damage or even death, allegedly triggered by the flu shot. We pick up the story back in 1976 when the threat posed by the swine flu virus seemed very real indeed. No, 6,000 deaths from a shot 
is completely unprecedented for any vaccine in America. We've never seen anything like it. And we certainly haven't seen anything like it in just shy of seven months. For comparison, typical amount of flu shot deaths in a year, 20 to 30. And 40 to 60 percent of the population gets vaccinated. This isn't normal. And they didn't want you to know that. So it's remarkable that the CDC has actually had to admit. Can you imagine 6,000 bodies like in a parking lot stacked up? It's You almost can't wrap your head around it. You should know this, too. Historically, in the VAERS system, only 5 to 10% of incidents are actually reported. That means the deaths are most likely much higher. Which brings us to the next shocking admission this week. Not shocking to you if you've been listening to the Battleground podcast for a long time, but shocking that the Wall Street Journal allowed it to be printed in its pages in a piece by Dr. Marty Macari. It's called The Flimsy Evidence Behind the CDC's Push to Vaccinate Children. And in it, he admits that about half the children who've been hospitalized were hospitalized with COVID, not for COVID. Why? He writes, Hospitals routinely test patients being admitted for other complaints, even if there's no reason to suspect they have COVID. An asymptomatic child who tests positive after being injured in a bicycle accident would be counted as a COVID hospitalization. Those numbers are huge. It cuts the hospitalization total in half. Are the numbers the same for adults? I bet they are, which means up to half the hospitalizations. Who knows half the deaths? What's the number for adults? are essentially fake because of the way the COVID coding system works. Remember, the CDC changed it early on. COVID is coded like nothing else. So if you've got stage four cancer, you get the flu and it finishes you off. Your death certificate will read that you died of cancer. But if you get COVID, you died of COVID. If you died in an automobile accident, but you tested for co- positive for COVID before you expired at the hospital, you died of COVID. But if You got grievous injuries in an automobile accident, came in, they tested you for the flu, you were positive, then you died. What'd you die of on your death certificate? Automobile accident. The flaws in that coding system were admitted in that article. So was something else shocking. While the Biden administration says they want to slap masks on kids, you notice they never say why. They never give any actual stats. Well, here's the problem with that. Dr. Marty Markeri also wrote in the Wall Street Journal that in the course of his research at Johns Hopkins with his research team, they looked at 48,000 children under 18 diagnosed with COVID in health insurance data. What did they find the mortality rate to be among these little children? They want to mask zero. Wait, what? Zero. Zero. Z-E-R-O. Zero. Zero children without a pre-existing medical condition like leukemia died of COVID. More children died of the flu than of COVID. You know what that means? If we're going to go this crazy, we're going to mask up these kids forever. Because if more kids are dying from the flu, we're always going to have the flu. Look, this country's gone insane. This country has gone insane. But the craziest thing this week, Joe Biden, who claims to despise carbon-based fuels and want to get the world on an economy that runs on wind and solar, just redistributed American energy wealth to Russia, folks. The same president that immediately shut down the Keystone Pipeline, putting fathers, some of whom cried on television, out of work along with the small businesses that depended on that pipeline. That guy, 
just approved and encouraged this week the Russians to build their pipeline. Why would the Democrats do this? Because their goal has nothing to do with climate change. That's just the cover. They know that in the Trump economy, the largest single source of growth between 28 percent and 38 percent and 33 percent of GDP growth every quarter came from the mining category. That's oil drilling, natural gas drilling and coal drilling. If you want to kneecap the economy and tell the American people that capitalism failed so you could substitute Marxism for it, you need to end the growth. And the best way to do that? Ship it to Russia under the cover of, I don't know, better relations with Germany. Former Trump advisor Larry Kudlow nailed this whole thing in an epic monologue. I'll wrap this week's podcast with. Let me get this right. Russia can drill. Russia can produce. No problem. But American oil can't. Energy companies can't drill. Energy companies can't produce. No XL pipeline. No ANWR. No drilling on federal lands, which fortunately was overturned by the judge. So we're not in that business, but they are. Our economy is going to suffer. Russia's economy is going to prosper. Russia gets undue influence over Europe, most of whom oppose this. And uh, I don't understand. I'll add one more thing to your list, Larry. Right. We, We end Keystone. But we're urging OPEC to pump more, which they agreed to do just about a week ago. Oh, I love that. So why they do it? I absolutely love that. It's true. We we, we encouraged OPEC plus, that Saudi Arabia and Russia, to pump more, to produce more. And again, we want them to help get, uh, you know, oil prices down in the world market so maybe gasoline prices will fall. Mm. But American companies can't. So the rest of the world can produce. America, we're going to wreck our energy industry between uh, Green New Deal regulations and, of course, high, high taxes. And um, how's this going to help America? How's this going to help our economic security? And how's this going to help our international security, giving Russia all this power for which we got nothing? Okay, That's so, the amazing so to be thing. Clear, they, nothing. That is- T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.